Hello, my fellow NVC adventurers. This is Micah with another episode of the Art of NVC podcast. Today's episode is going to be 10 tips for successfully using NVC in the real world. Okay, so let's get right into it. So sometimes doing NVC actually means not doing certain things. That's tip number one. And the first thing that you don't want to do is to offer your opinion any evaluations or any diagnosis. So I'm not talking about in your whole life or in your world when you're, talk, when you're hanging out with your friends. I'm talking about when you're feeling triggered and heated and someone else is too. At that moment, you're like, okay, let's do NVC. So sometimes, like I said, sometimes doing NVC means not doing other things. So when you want to do NVC, that's when you stop offering your opinion, okay? Now, opinion is kind of just a nice way to say judgment. Just like an evaluation is kind of really a judgment too. Same thing with the diagnosis. All of them are basically your opinion on what the problem is, on what their problem is. And most of the time is going to imply that they are bad or wrong. So you just don't want to do it. You don't need to do it. When you follow all the steps of NVC, it's totally irrelevant what your opinion is. You deal in facts, feelings, requests, and values. And that's all you need to actually find solutions. When you offer your opinion or a judgment or evaluation, most of the time, the other person is just going to get a little more triggered. And that's not what we want to do. That's not, the, that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to, we're trying to live in peace and love and joy and resolve conflicts. Okay, so that's tip number one. Tip number two is, ne- is again, something you don't do. This is so powerful. If you just take out these two things, it's going, to, it's going to have an effect on your relationships. Tip number two is never, ever under any circumstances imply that the other person is bad or wrong in any way. You just don't do it. Because every single time you imply that someone else is bad or wrong, they're going to get a little bit triggered. They're going to get a little irritated. They don't want to hear that. It's not necessary. It's not helpful. Just stick to the facts, feelings, requests, and values. Just keep your opinions to yourself and don't imply that they are bad or wrong. And this, those two things right there, they will go a long way, okay? So sometimes doing NVC is not doing things. All right, tip number three. When you are feeling triggered and you're talking with someone and they're talking at you and they're excited and maybe calling you names and dropping guilt trips and you're just getting more and more triggered as you're listening and you're about to jump in, but then you remember, oh, there's still a, there's still a flicker of consciousness in you and you're like, no, I, w- I want to do NVC. This is when what I do and what I recommend doing is just repeat in your head, do NVC, do NVC or just NVC, 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 almost like talking yourself off that ledge of anger and reaction and just giving yourself some more presence so you can like do NVC. What does that mean? That means listen. That means listen and speak with facts, feelings, requests and values. Leave out your opinions, leave out your judgments. Right. So that that's really helpful to me. In fact, I did it today because first you got to learn the technique and then you got to apply the technique. Two different skills. They're a big challenge. I have a pretty good grasp of the technique, but but using it when I'm triggered, still a challenge. But it's very helpful when I'm triggered. I know I'm triggered. I go do NVC, do NVC, do NVC. Then I do NVC. It's beautiful. Tip number four. Again, when you're feeling triggered, you know, you know, you want to do NVC, but maybe your cerebral cortex is shut down a little bit already can't think real logically, you can't grasp all the rules, and another insult got hurled out you, and there's maybe there's some truth in it, and you're like, ah, just blurt out how you feel. That's it. Just be like, I feel angry. I feel scared. I feel nervous. I feel stressed out. And what that does is, if you're being authentic, it will immediately bring some level of connection to you too. 
because you didn't blame them. Now, if you say you're making me mad or you're making me angry, that's not NVC. Okay. You want to just own it and just say, I feel this way. And that's really powerful. It can just kind of get you guys on the same page. And it's a vulnerable act to express how you feel, especially when how you feel is unpleasant because nobody wants to feel unpleasant. A lot of us don't want to admit when we feel unpleasant. We want everything to be perfect all the time, but it's not reality. Okay. So tip number five, always, always, always own how you feel and never, ever, ever blame someone for how you feel. This is really big. Uh, I talk a lot about it in my book and in in earlier episodes. It's really big. It's really powerful. It's hard to grasp sometimes when someone's doing something and clearly it's like, no, I'm upset because they just uh, crashed into my car. But the truth of it is you're not upset because someone crashed into your car. You're upset because you value your car and you don't want it to be crashed into and destroyed, right? That's why you're upset. It's not what they did. It's why you think about it because... Maybe you uh, have really good insurance and they crash into your car and now you're like, great, now I'm going to get a new car. I didn't like that car anyway, right? Same thing happened, but you react differently. So it's not the, it's not what happens that creates the feeling in you. It's how you interpret. It's how your thoughts around the trigger or the event that is truly responsible for how you feel. Therefore, we never blame anyone for how we feel. So when we state our feelings, it's just, I feel this way. And why do we feel that way? Because of something of our own values, because of something we would prefer, of something we enjoy, something we like, or something we don't like. I feel upset because I don't like that. That's fine. That's NVC. And that's that's like NVC that doesn't sound like NVC, but it is. Because you're not blaming, you're not judging, you're being honest, you're expressing. You know, that's not the whole statement of NVC, but that's, that's a good part. Okay, so here's another tip. Number six. When you are... Trying to use NVC in the beginning, sometimes you can get stuck repeating the same phrasing over and over and over. And you don't want to do that because it's going to annoy the person that you're with and you don't need to. Like, for instance, the the specific request. Would you be willing to? That's a great way to ask for a request. Would you be willing to do this? Would you be willing to do that? But you don't want to do that every time, especially not like two or three times in a row. Just change the wording up just a little bit. So one time you can be like, would you be willing to clean your room up every day um will and then next time just be like will you clean up your room every day or will you clean up your room every other day don't do the don't do the would you be willing would you be willing would you be willing because then it starts to just feel unnatural so it's better to do that though than to react with anger and scream and stuff of course but we're talking about tips on the path to seamless nvc mastery and you just don't want to repeat the same thing over and over it really sticks out because we, in the beginning, it's okay. Like there's stages and there's levels, but we want to just, NVC doesn't really have to sound like NVC. And if it sounds like NVC, you could probably say it a little better, a little more natural, but it's fine. People are going to know sometimes, but a lot of times they won't. And that's what you want. You don't want it like it to be this thing that you're doing. Um, unless your partner loves NVC as well, or whoever you're talking with, then it's, that's interesting. I've never, I've never had that experience. Uh, okay. So step number seven, I mean, tip number seven, stay away from fake feelings, feelings that are not feelings, feelings that sound like a feeling, but are really a judgment, an opinion, a diagnosis that implies that the other person is bad and wrong and you are the victim. 
So some feelings like that are, I feel disrespected, I feel abandoned, I feel abused, I feel mistreated, I feel, I feel ganged up on. Okay, so those are all implying that something has been done to you. Okay, so a quick tip for is it a feeling or if it's not a feeling is to imagine if you're on a desert island all alone, can you feel that way? And, you know, there's a little bit of gray area there. You might feel abandoned if you're on a desert island all alone, but you're not going to feel disrespected. You're not going to feel abused. But you, on a desert island all alone, you can, feel, you can feel sad, you can feel angry, you can feel peaceful, you can feel stressed, you can feel anxiety. All those things. doesn't matter because it doesn't... The feeling should not matter about anybody else. It's all from you, from within you. Okay. So I go into that a lot um, in more detail in one of my earlier episodes as well, and also in my book. Okay, so tip number eight, specific requests. So sometimes when you get to the specific request part, you're like, dang, I don't know what my request is. And there could be a few different reasons for that. One, you're just not really, you haven't really thought about it. You're not really aware, but there is a specific request. You know, there is a specific action-oriented request that you would like to make and you just haven't grasped it yet. But a lot of times, if you don't know what you really want to request, it's because what you really want is just connection over this issue. What you want is awareness. What you want is to know how they feel about what you just brought up, what you just said. Because maybe, you know, it's just sometimes awareness is, is all, all we really need. So in those instances, you can just say, would you be willing to tell me how you feel about what I just said? Or just, how do you feel about what I just said? So that, there, there's another point. Like if you say, would you be willing to, to uh, tell me uh, how you feel about what I just said? They, if it's your partner, they're going to probably know you're doing NVC and they might get annoyed. It's not like you want to never say those things, but the more natural it sounds, the better. Because trust me, if you start doing NVC a lot and your partner doesn't, is not as enthusiastic as you, they're going to they're gonna throw it in your face a few times. They're going to, you know, get annoyed when you try to use it and they catch you. That's fine. That's a, that's an, that's a necessary stage, I'd say. But then as you get better and better and it just kind of seamlessly rolls out and you don't use the same phrasing all the time, they don't know. You just, they just know you're getting along a lot better. Okay, so yeah. So to sum that one up, just sometimes it's just connection. Sometimes it's just, will you tell me how you feel about what I just said? And that's what you really want. You just want them to know what's going on. You can talk about it. Okay, so tip nine is do not repeat the same feeling over and over when you're doing emergency empathy. Okay, so so emergency empathy, guess how someone feels and why. And if someone is new to the podcast and they don't know some of this terminology, I just recommend going back to past episodes. But um, when you're doing emergency empathy, what you don't want to do is be like, are you upset because I didn't do what I said? And then they say something, you go, okay, so are you upset because of what I said last night? And they go, blah, blah, blah. And you go, okay, are you upset? Because No, you don't want to do that. The tw- Twice is too much. If you say the same feeling three times, definitely they're going to get annoyed. They're going to think that you're pushing them in a box or trying to tell them how to feel. It's just, it's just weird. Don't do it. Change the feeling every time. So what you want to do is get more accurate with the feeling. Even if you're like, are you upset? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, are you upset because of what I said last night? And they're like, yeah, I am. And then instead of repeating that same thing again, because, you know, another round of emergency empathy is necessary. You try to go get more accurate. So, so, you know, they're upset, but are they upset? Are they stressed? Are they feeling fear? Are they nervous? Are they angry, upset? Are they really, you know, when you're doing emergency empathy, you want to get closer and closer to what the truth is. 
to what, what is really true in them. And it's not about right or wrong. It's not about condoning or agreeing. It's just about accurately identifying it. And when you do that, usually you know because you can feel it. They can feel it. You can feel it. You brought awareness. Awareness is powerful. So when you verbalize it, maybe they didn't even realize why or how they really felt. But when you verbalize it like that and you get it right, then it's like a, a little mini healing goes on. A super connection happens. And that's what you want. So, so you don't want to just repeat, are you angry because of this? Are you angry because of that? And it's like, what are you saying? I'm an angry person? So are you angry because of this? Are you upset because of that? Are you concerned? Are you freaked out? Whatever. Speak normal, but, but keep changing it. Okay? Because as you get better and better at M- NVC, it's just going to be seamless. It's not going to sound like NVC, but it's going to be it. Because like I said before, it's a lot of the things of NVC are just not doing what we've been doing. Okay. And number 10, the 10th tip is, especially when you're doing emergency empathy, you know, they all go hand in hand. Um, but when you're doing emergency empathy, you keep going until the energy clears. Because when you get it right, you will feel it. It's obvious. There's no doubt. If you're like, hmm, was that it? It wasn't it. When you get it right, you're like, oh, oh that's it. When, like I said, I've told, said it before, but when, when it was first done to me, tears jumped out of my eye, like instantly. When they're like, do you feel unappreciated? Like, yes. <laughs> but that's the truth. That's how powerful it is. When you, when you just call out a feeling and awareness comes like that and it's accurate and, and the why, oh my gosh, it's so powerful. So if you're not having that, then you haven't hit it on the head. You haven't uncovered what's, what's deeper. And the deeper you go, the more profound the healing is, the more profound the connection, the more long-term and sustainable the resolution that you find, that you're going to find, will be. And uh, so that's my 10 tips. And then one extra, one little extra for you guys. Uh, And this one is, so say you're doing emergency empathy. You're trying to guess how they feel and why, and it's just not, it's not, nothing's connecting, nothing's really working. Then you can go, are you feeling upset about something that I have no idea about? Ooh, sometimes that's going to be it. And they're going to appreciate you asking like that. Um, because a lot, we got a lot going on. And we don't always know why we're irritated or irritable. So when you say something like that, it's a, it's a, sometimes it really works well. It doesn't always work. Nothing does. But sometimes it can really open up new lanes of dialogue to get to the heart of the matter. Okay. So that is the uh, podcast for today. And just want to share a couple updates about um, every Sunday from now on. I've started a, a new service. I did one a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago. I did a NVC practice group and it was really great. It was really fun. I think it brought a lot of value to the people who came because learning NVC, it's a little tricky, right? You got to learn the technique and then using it in the real world. There's a lot of variables. There's a lot of nuances and dealing with another human and then trying to do something when you're triggered, it's challenging. So the best way I've come across to learn NVC and to be able to use it effectively, truly in your life is role play. Because even though you know it's role play, you still get triggered. You still feel the feelings, but they're mild. You get, you get the authentic feeling, but not when you're super triggered. And uh, it's just great. So these are small classes, 8 to 12 people. You can sign up at my website which I have revamped and uh, feel free to give any opinions on it, any ways to improve it or any issues that you find on it. I'd love to hear them because uh, this is, it's been a, a labor of love for the past few weeks. But my website is theartofnvc.com and uh, that's where you can sign up for the group. 
for the practice group I'm scheduling right now for the next three weeks. Yeah, and uh, my book is for sale on Amazon, and I will have an uh, NVC course coming soon. So thank you guys for listening. Good luck on your NVC adventures. And remember, it takes time. It's going to feel awkward, but it's worth it. And you can keep getting better and better at it for the rest of your life. Talk to you soon.